The number one question we get from listeners is, do we have a written step-by-step roadmap to guide you on how to train your dog? We don't, but Standing Stone Supply does. They're the creators of the complete step-by-step dog training program that takes your dog from brand new puppy and gets it well on its way to that finished dog you've always dreamed of. They've mapped out the timelines to help guide you, the videos for every step of the way to show you, and even have the needed gear made into shopping lists to make it easy to supply you. Check out the course at StandingStoneSupply.com to gain unlimited access for all current as well as future lessons and be sure to use the code GDIY to save 10% at sign up. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY 20 at checkout to save 20%. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. GDIY has partnered with the Bird Dog Society to do monthly bonus check-ins to discuss and announce any news and events that may be of interest for any and all bird dog owners and trainers. There are a lot of factors that impact us as we try to train, hunt, and just live with our dogs. So it is important to recognize the resources we utilize are maintained, improved, and people actually know about them. Please check out the links in the show notes that can direct you where to get involved and show your support. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bird Dog Society update presented by Standing Stone Supply. My guest, as usual, uh, Jim Burris, making his return on the update. Jim, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you, Nick? Nah, living the dream as always. I can't complain. So, first, we got to start off with you recently just had y'all's first in-person event. It was it was the shed hunt. I think it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last Saturday out here at uh, Butner Falls Game Lands. Um, we had ten people register for the event, and you know, despite a little bit of rain, everybody had a good time. Uh, everybody but one person found antlers. Um, and the dogs, uh, you know, got to learn a, a new activity and, uh, we got a lot of positive feedback. So I think it's something we're going to try to plan and plan for again next year. Um, going to probably do a few things different next year. Uh, we're going to have a webinar kind of leading up to the event next year. Um, so people can kind of learn a little bit more about what they're doing and, and maybe prepare a little bit. Uh, and then we're next year, um, if we do it, uh, I think what we're going to do is set up a field kind of for training and exposure to dogs where the field's got um, antlers in it. They're marked by flags. So people kind of know there's an antler over there and see what their dog does and, and, and try to expose them to it a little bit before they actually go out in the woods, start looking for them. Yeah. So walk me through the setup on this one. Did you just go out there and just plant a bunch of sheds throughout the whole property and then y'all just pretty much said let all the dogs loose and and everybody go out there at one time? Or did y'all kind of do like runs and braces? Like walk me through the actual setup of the day and what it looked like. Yeah, so we got a permit from the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission um, to do the shed hunt on public land. 
the per minute was good for 710 acres. Um, and basically that was, um, we, we did the acreage more just because of the natural boundaries uh, that define that 710 acres. We had basically a stream on one side, a lake on one side and a river on the other side. Uh, and it's just a small uh, piece of land. Um, and there was a, a fair amount of um, area between that property and the nearest private land. So that way we could make sure that no dogs, you know, went over on someone else's land. Um, but we had some volunteers go around early in the morning, the day of, and uh, we planted 17 different uh, sheds around the property. Um, those were all marked with identifiers um, saying that they were ours. Uh, they were all GPS tagged because uh, as conditions of our permit, we had to recover all those antlers at the end of the day if they weren't found. And then uh, we kind of briefed all the participants on kind of what the what to do when their dog found an antler, and, you know, just act excited and, um, you know, just like if it was a, a game almost. Um, and uh, the participants had no idea where the antlers were at, um, but they were kind of generally within 30 yards of main uh, travel corridors around the 710 acres. And uh, we also had volunteers that kind of walked around with the participants and kind of gave them a hand, uh, just directing them in the right direction. Because uh, even 710 acres and 17 antlers, um, you know, that's kind of uh, a challenge for a dog that's never done it before. And all the dogs we had out there on Saturday uh, were new, um, new to the activity. Uh, some of them had never even seen an antler <laughs> until they got there. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, and there's a lot of interest uh, from those people. And and so after after the briefing, uh, we kind of had people lead their dogs away uh, on lead, away from the kind of a common area uh, on lead. And then they just kind of let them off lead and uh, went in their own direction. And for the most part, they had their own space to hunt with their dogs uh, for antlers and uh, just occasionally came across other participants. You know, 710 acres is a, a big area for, for 10 people to, to roam around on. So Yeah. So... You kind of piqued my interest. This doesn't really have anything to do with bird dog side, but I'm just curious. Did the DNR kind of explain why the the thought process behind tagging antlers? Like, I'm I'm just curious why it would be that big of a deal if one was accidentally left out there. I'm assuming that they worked it into something with CWD or something. I don't know. Well, they didn't specifically say CWD. Uh, part of it is just that we were putting. Um, um, animal parts whether it's antlers or bones or whatever onto public land um and they wanted to make sure this came off since they weren't naturally put there um but i'm sure that you know there could be some concerns about cwd but i mean these are all sheds and there was no skull plate attached to them or anything but uh yeah but yeah i think it was just a matter that we were artificially putting um remains of an animal out there on public land Gotcha. So I'm curious, did anybody find a shed that wasn't planted? Did somebody find like a new shed out there? No, no, that, that uh, cool. no, no, no natural ones were found. Um, and probably the, um, probably the more popular deer hunting areas. Uh, we did see a lot of deer that morning uh, while planting the sheds, uh, but probably a lot of the more popular deer hunting areas uh, were in different parts of the, the property. Um, so, I mean, it's certainly possible for them to find natural sheds out there. Um, but uh, to my knowledge, nobody found any of those. There was a lot of um, leg bones and skulls and stuff like that found, but, uh, <laughs> no, but no sheds. So. Yeah. so did the people in attendance, did you get some good feedback? Did they enjoy it, kind of how it was set up? Obviously, it sounds like you got some feedback to where maybe some uh, some homework leading up to the event would be uh, welcome next year. But overall, was it a pretty good success as far as turnout and just people enjoying it? 
Yeah, I mean, everybody left with a smile on their face and, it, and all the participants and all the dogs were tired. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that was a good thing. Uh, yeah, and it was just such a new activity to all all the people um, and their dogs that, you know, kind of giving them um, some more information and uh, an area to kind of prep and, and expose their dog to uh, shed hunting is just kind of one of the things that um, uh, the organizers and I um, had discussed after the event would be a good touch to uh, uh, help these people that have never shed hunted before kind of um, understand what they're doing and help their dogs understand, you know, when they find a shed, you know, it's not just a bone that, you know, they can walk by or, or sit there and chew on, um, you know, they should retrieve it um, essentially to hand um, and, uh, and, yeah, maybe they'll get a treat for it too. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, I'm glad that, that that went off without a hitch. I I was hoping to make it there myself, but unfortunately life got in the way of it. But uh what's the next thing what's the next event that you guys have planned? I know you have a, a few things throughout the year, but what's the next one coming up? Yeah, so the next in person uh event that we currently have planned is a hunting with your bird dog workshop. Um and that is in September on September th- 30th uh that's going to be at the hoffman field trail grounds on the sand hills game lands um near near hoffman north carolina and so essentially that's going to be an all-day event uh it's where people with bird dogs can participate or people that are anticipating getting a dog can participate uh but it's just to give them all the information needed uh to comfortably and conf- confidently go out in the field and um hunt for quail woodcock and waterfowl uh this fall uh, so we're going to have um, three instructors um, each in that area. We have Grayson Geyer, uh, who's going to be our woodcock instructor. Uh, and then we have Wes Everman, who's going to be our quail instructor. And Garrett Frey, uh, who's going to be our waterfowl instructor. And those are all very prolific uh, bird hunters uh, here in the state. Uh, so they have a lot of local knowledge and, uh, and they travel uh, throughout the country as well. Um and so we're really excited to have them on board. I'm also trying to line up a migratory bird or upland bird biologist from the state that can speak uh, to those birds as well, a little bit more about the biology. Um, then the Bird Dog Society will be providing everyone a lunch. Um, and after lunch, uh, we'll be breaking into groups and actually going out into the field and, and show people, you know, how to set up decoys and, uh, you know, what kind of equipment do you need? Do you need a, you know... 50 mallard ducks to go, (laughs) you know, decoys to go, uh, duck hunting. Um, and, uh, you know, what woodcock habitat looks like, uh, you know, that's one of the most common questions I get is, you know, what am I looking for whenever I'm woodcock hunting? I've been 20 times and haven't found a bird and, uh, you know, quail, you know, what do quail in North Carolina eat? You know, what are you looking for there? You know, you, you want wet ground there? Do you want dry ground? Do you want, you know, uh, and, and just to kind of get people out, out there in the kind of cover that they would be hunting uh, with someone who has experience uh, to kind of be like, you know, period dog goes on point here, you know, this is how you would want to approach this piece of cover because these are the likely areas your, you know, bird's going to fly out of. And, you know, a lot of times when a dog goes on point, people just go up to the dog and, and try to flush the bird and they don't really kind of anticipate, you know, all right, so how's this bird going to come out of this cover, you know, and w- what's the best place for me to be uh, to get a shot at it? Uh, because ultimately, you know, you and your dog, you know, you know it doesn't necessarily mean uh, killing a bird is the measure of success, but ultimately that's what you're out there to do is to try to get a bird. So, um, you know, we just want to give people the the chance to um, to go out there and, and um, kill a few birds for their dog and, you know, and, and also increase the chance that they even go hunting, you know. Yeah. 
they do all this training all year long and you know it's uh can be a little bit intimidating to go out in the middle of ten thousand acres by yourself looking for a little bird Right. And and I think you just hit on a few things that you commonly hear people when they're first starting out, the questions, right? Like, you know, the woodcock cover that you just specifically said, that that's a great example. And people will train these dogs year round. They get comfortable doing that. But then uh, come winter, that they're, they're kind of sitting on the couch, not, not because they don't want to go out, but ultimately they're not confident in what they're looking for, or what they're doing, right? So, uh Besides that, that workshop, uh, you mentioned something uh, on previous episodes on a blood tracking clinic coming up soon. Yeah, and just to kind of go back on the workshop real quick, uh, registration for that workshop mm-hmm. is open on our website right now. Um, that, that'll be a $50 registration fee uh, since we're providing lunch and, and to help cover some of the cost. Um, but uh, people can go register for that now, uh, and more details uh, will be coming um, uh, throughout the summer. Um, but yeah, uh, and so we just had our first webinar a couple of weeks ago, which was field first aid. Um, and that was very popular, very well attended. Uh, Dr. Mark Goldcott gave that presentation. Um, we recorded that all of our webinars will be recorded uh, and will be put onto our website in a member only archive. Uh, so you will need to be a Bird Dog Society member, but essentially you could be able to watch all of our webinars and any content we put on there on demand. And uh, the next webinar uh, is Common Health Issues, uh, again, presented by Dr. Mark Goldcott. Uh, In there, he'll be talking about more uh, things that every bird dog owner is probably going to be faced with as far as decisions on, you know, vaccinations and heartworm treatments and tick treatments and, uh, you know, health issues. What do you do as your dog ages and stuff like that? Uh, And then uh, what you're talking, and and that one is on April 13th. And all of our webinars are free uh, to the public uh, whenever they're uh, presented live. Um, So anyone can go uh, register for any of our webinars. Um, The next one in May, which is our tracking uh, webinar, uh, that'll be presented by uh, Gretchen Stevenson, um, who uh, uh, trains uh, dogs to do uh, scent tracking and stuff like that. And that's on May 18th. Um, and, and these are all at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And then in June, we have a bringing on puppy, which is, uh, presented by Kata Miller. Uh, and that'll be on June 15th and talks about everything that you can do to prepare for bringing your dog home. And what do you do when you get, get that dog home as far as training and, and, and stuff like that. So, yep. So you guys are hitting on a lot of stuff. You're kind of casting that wide net and, and doing what you guys set out to do, kind of educating everybody on not only how to hunt and what to go do with your bird dogs, but as well as how to take care of them, how to adjust when you get home and, and maybe try something new such as like blood tracking. You know, a lot of these dogs that we have, they all have noses, you know, they, they, they can put them to use and, it, and it's something that maybe not a lot of people actually think of when they get these dogs, but uh, it's something, just something else fun to do, just kind of like shed hunting, just like your event, right? This is what, what all can we do with our dogs and incorporate them in our everyday lives, whether that's deer hunting or bird hunting. Yeah, I mean, our goal is for people to be active, engaged with their dogs. So anything we can do to uh, give them the the knowledge and the ability to to do things, uh, then um, you know we're we're meeting our goal. So yeah, um, yeah, and we're already adding webinars onto the schedule for next year. So we're already looking to for events uh, to do next year and whatnot. So you know things are uh, things are coming together, and you're starting to uh, kind of get more of a long term kind of uh, uh, schedule uh, oh, yeah. in mind. So. Well, is there anything else to throw out there? Any call to action? Anything specific that you're needing, or or a contact in a certain state, or anything like that? 
Uh, well, we did just uh, announce our first two ambassadors, um, and that was for Virginia and uh, Minnesota. We have Romy Poor uh, in Virginia and Dennis Collins in Minnesota. Um, so those are our first ambassadors to try to help, you know, kind of figure out what we need to get um, in place in those states to get events and chapters and stuff like that online. Uh, we'll be having meetings with our ambassadors. Uh, our initial ambassadors will uh, be instrumental in helping us figure out exactly what the ambassador program looks like. Uh, what you know, kind of resources we need to get out there for bird dog owners in the various different states. Uh, we have a few other uh, ambassadors that we'll be discussing at our next board meeting. Um, all of the ambassadors we discuss uh, at board meeting to you know, make sure they're a good fit for the bird dog society and and, and are going to be a good ambassador and resource uh, for our mission. Um, and, and so, if there's anybody out there that's interested in being an ambassador, they can uh, apply uh, online. Uh, at, and that's under the uh, resources page um, on our website. Um, and then <clears throat> aside from that, uh, we are thinking about doing a virtual pint night for all the existing members. Um, that will probably be in May or June. We don't have an exact date on that yet, uh, just so people can come together and we can start building that community uh, and Bird Dog Society members can meet each other, either even across the country, um, and just um, or even find other bird dog owners in the state. Um, so that's something we'll probably have coming uh, very soon and be announcing uh, soon. So. Too easy. Well, it sounds like you guys have your hands full planning all kinds of different things, webinars, live events. Now, pint nights, you guys are, are, are really kind of stepping it up. And, I'm, you know, seems like everything's being well received and, and growing as, as we had hoped and, and planned. So uh, anything else that you need to throw out there? Is that pretty much uh, put a put a period on it for this month? Uh, well, I think that's pretty well it. I mean, we're always looking to grow and add um you know, motivated people that want to make a difference in uh, bird dogs' lives. And so if anyone out there has a unique skill set or something like that and would be a good addition to the board, uh, particularly if you're a CPA uh, or something like that, um, but you don't have to necessarily be a CPA, any kind of special skill that you have, uh, definitely uh, reach out. You know, we'll just ask for a resume and review it as a board, um, try to get you involved or plugged in some way. Um, but then, you know, it's just people joining. Um, you know, memberships go a long ways to help us meet our mission. Um, donations and sponsorships are also key. Um, you know, for a shed hunt, we got a title sponsor, uh, which was McCord Mason PLLC, which is a law firm here in North Carolina. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be dog related. Um, you know, if they believe in what we're trying to do uh, for the community, um, then uh, yeah, we're uh, looking for support and, and memberships to help us grow. Yeah. So you guys are still looking for a treasure then it sounds like. So, so any listener listening to this, maybe you have a buddy, a brother, uh, you know, whoever, some kind of contact that, that knows how to keep the books uh, and, and maybe they have some kind of overlapping interest in bird dogs. Uh, by, by all means, kind of point them in the direction of Bird Dog Society because that's something that I know that, that has kind of come up the past few months. But uh seems like all the other more fun roles or interactive roles have been filled. We need somebody to, you know, actually bring out the calculator from time to time. Yeah, I've been spending hours trying to learn how to do QuickBooks and all that kind of good reporting stuff. So I definitely need someone who has more skills than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, man. Well, Jim, it sounds like you guys are rocking and rolling now. You know, you've only been out for a couple months and, and you guys are just kind of rolling forward as, as we had hoped. And I'm excited to hear what you have for us next month and uh, the things to look forward to. Yeah, and... and uh uh, one last thing is uh, here in a few weeks we'll be in, uh, or at least I will be at Bray's Island uh, at the uh, shooting expo. So if there's anybody out there in South Carolina planning to be at Bray's Island, 
Uh, definitely uh, seek me out. I'll be probably shooting my shotgun around the shooting range, but uh, I would love to meet you and talk to you about the Bird Dog Society. There you go, guys. Yet another thing to reach out and, and possibly link up with them about. But uh, Jim, it was a pleasure catching up with you as always, and uh, we'll, we'll check back next month uh, with a whole new update for Bird Dog Society. Sounds great. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again and again year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukonuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.